Now, here's the thing. When you realize the real power and your real gift is your ability to choose your thoughts, the world becomes your literal playground. Welcome to the Be Better Mindset podcast, where we talk about the importance of improving life across every variable. We talk about topics like self-improvement, health, and so many strategies to manage the many stresses we have in life. If you are interested in pursuing happiness, bettering yourself daily, and reaching your fullest potential, this podcast is for you. Remember, you are great, but you can always be better. Hey guys, welcome back to the Be Better Mindset podcast. I am your host, Royce, and today I want to talk about the most powerful thing about you. And today, guys, I'm shooting here in my son's room because he is he literally took my studio. So I moved all the stuff so I can shoot this out because I'm in a space of being creative and a space of giving value and I'm in a space of giving lessons. So sometimes you got to do what you got to do. So anyways, guys, this whole topic is important because if you are in the midst of like trying to search for the ultimate secret and shortcuts to success, you're probably like me and you encounter topics like 21 things you can do, seven habits you should be doing, and literally other trendy approaches promising you to become great at something or enhance the chances of something. However, I want to propose a different perspective, a different perspective in a way that may be simpler. Like what if it's not 21 things or seven habits? Instead, I want you to consider that maybe it could just be one thing. And today I want to share that one thing with you because this one thing has been a pivotal epiphany for me and it's shaped my past three years in personal development and it led me into some pretty, pretty cool paths, you know, paths of opening more businesses, uh, paths of really reshaping my identity of what fitness can look like and what health can look like, and what relationships can look like, what love can look like, what faith can look like. And because of this epiphany, it's really improved all those areas in my life. And I hope this particular podcast can be that source of revelation for you. And um, with that said, guys, I want to I share that epiphany with you. And Anytime I'm creating these epiphanies, a lot of times I want to try to distill it in a way that I'm able to teach it to my son. And I I wrote a little short story that captures the essence of essentially what I'm learning. I don't necessarily have a title for it right now, uh, but the title for it is The Boy, The Elephant, The Lion, and The Cheetah. I know if you guys are listening to this and you guys want to DM me some sweet titles, that would be amazing. And, you know, I'll, I'll put your name on there. But like this guy <laughs> was the one that created the title for me. While I'm not going to read like verbatim of what the story is about and like the words that I wrote in there. In fact, you know what I'll do? I'll, I'll, I'll create a, a, a PDF little story, uh, like a storybook. So you can potentially, if, if you got value from this little story that I'm about to share, you can you can share it with your kiddo. You can share it with your students maybe. And um, hopefully it captures the essence of, of what we're trying to teach today. That one thing that's going to set you apart from the entire kingdom. And that one thing 
harvested and cultivated will completely change the direction of your life. So with that said, guys, let's get right into the story. And um, just like any cool story, you got to start it off with Once Upon a Time. And guys, once upon a time, there was this young boy who who wondered, and he wondered like what his true gifts were. And every single day, he pondered literally what his purpose was. He was grappling with with this frustration of of, of knowing what his gift was because he wasn't strong. He didn't have lightning speed and. And he didn't have the size of what, like the size, like his structure wasn't that big. And, and one day he asked his father, he was like, dad, I like, what, what makes me special? I don't know what makes me special. And his father looked at him and he smiled and he had this like mischievous almost look in his eyes and 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 cuz he had a lesson to tell just like every father and he was like son let's let's go to the zoo and of course the boy was excited and he was like yeah let's go and they get in and as they ventured through the gates they're walking in and he's seeing all these animals and the dad purposely brought him to this first cage and the first cage was this uh, this this giant cage. It was a it was a cage for this giant elephant, and the elephant was huge, you know, and you couldn't miss it. And the kid asked the elephant, "Hey, like, what what makes you special?" And the elephant, with this like relaxed voice, replied, "Young man, I'm blessed with my size. Right? I'm blessed with my size because it gives me protection." It gives me mobility and my stature literally sets me apart from the kingdom. And then the boy looked at the the elephant and he marveled on how large this this animal was. And he looked at himself and he was just like, Well, I can never match I can never match this size. I'm small compared to the elephant. And the boy was still sad because it didn't really get him closer of finding what his special gift was. But the father was undeterred and he the father brought him to the second kingdom and the second area of the zoo. And it was where the lion was, was uh, inhabiting. And the kid was excited because he loved lions. And he went right up to the lion and asked, like, wh- like what makes you special? Like, what's your gift? And the lion gave up this giant roar and, and, and scared scared the, the kid. But, but then eventually the, the son started to roar along with the, with the lion. And this is something that you can do with your son. They love this part. When, when you start to roar, they start to roar. It's at least five minutes minimum. So just just keep that in mind if you're if you're uh, telling this story to a to a five year old, and the lion, the lion was said, was like, I have the power of my voice, and my voice allows me to be the ruler of this jungle. And he roared, and he just noticed his roar wasn't was nowhere near in comparison to the lion's like thunderous 
sound. So naturally he felt disheartened. He felt unable to just match the line's dominance. And at this point you would think like what what's the dad is just making this this son feel more and more insignificant, but he had something in his back pocket. So he didn't want to completely crush his dreams. So he brings his son to his most favorite animal, which was the cheetah. And the cheetah, the cheetah is his favorite because it's just fast. But the boy comes in and he's like, hey, I, I, what's, what makes you special? Like, what's your gift? And the cheetah, speaking really fast, is like, catch up to me and you'll discover my gift. And the son starts running along the cheetah and five minutes later, he, the, the boy gets really, really tired the cheetah runs slightly ahead, runs right back, and then tells the boy, my gift is my speed. And with my speed, I can catch my prey, but I can also run away from things really fast if I need to. And the boy didn't necessarily even have to think that he didn't have the same gift as, as the, the cheetah's speed. So again, he was discouraged. And he was sad, although he was excited to see his favorite animal, he was nowhere closer to understanding what made him special. And, and with his sad look in his eyes, he, he gazed at his father and he was like, Dad, I, I don't understand. Like, You brought me here to understand what my gift was. And I, I'm nowhere closer to understanding what that gift is. And the dad looks at the boy and and he looked at him with kind of glossy eyes like he's about to tear up and he looks at and he looks at his son and and because because the son's like dad what's my gift like i, I lack the size of the elephant I, I don't have a commanding roar like the lion and and i'm nowhere near as fast as the cheetah like what makes me special like what's my gift what, what kind of gift do i possess in in this kingdom and his father smiled and reassured him a little bit. He's like, son, your gift, your gift surpasses them all. For it is the most powerful of all gifts. So the boy leaned in because he was so curious. He was like, no way. I have the most powerful gift of them all. And he leans in. He's like, what is it, dad? Like, what's my gift? And then the father's eyes sparkled with pride as he imparted like this wisdom, a wisdom that was just was was not passed just from him, but it was passed from his father and the father before him and then the mother and the grandfather. And and he tells the boy, it it's not your size, nor your volume or your speed, your true gift lies within your thoughts and you possess the remarkable ability to choose and nurture your thoughts shaping them to create or destroy things when you realize that your consciousness becomes your greatest weapon you can construct things greater than an elephant lead multitudes without roaring and create machines thousand times faster than the cheetah if you strengthen and cherish your thoughts, my son, they hold the power to shape your destiny. 
and the boy literally smiled because he had this revelation that wow if it's just my thoughts this is insane so he had this massive understanding and literally from that day forward he dedicated himself to cultivating his thoughts harnessing literally their immense power and immense potential to do good and as he consistently built his thoughts and his mind and his knowledge and with his gift like fully realized he started to build extraordinary creations that surpassed the size of the elephant he started to guide millions with his wisdom instead of roaring and uh he ran alongside the speediest creatures not with his own legs but with the machines he created and invented now how this young man was able to do all of these amazing things and build structures and share his wisdom and build machines that are fast was because of three epiphanies and i want to share those epiphanies with you and dive in a little bit more so you can better understand the concept i'm trying to create in this story now the first the first epiphany that this young boy had was that his gift was never his physical or external abilities his gift was more internal and it was the power literally of his thoughts and an amazing example that that really shows that is literally the 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 mic that i'm speaking into the laptop that i'm producing and and processing in in this actual thing was actually thought up by a person beforehand right steve jobs literally thought this out before he even started to create anything at this caliber and it started out literally just as a thought like can i actually go like he went into a giant room full of computers and was like everyone should have this in the palm of their hand or in one in all of their homes and it started out that way and over time it changed and it got smaller and it was able to do more it could put in muse play thousands of music it can literally have the library of alexandria in your pocket right it can do so much but you have to understand that thoughts are like seeds and without nurturing them with dirt water sunlight it will never fruit and dirt oftentimes my representation of dirt is adversity it's those moments when it's dark it's those moments where it's uncertain and water is people you know i think water is people like good people cultivating your idea water can also be the knowledge and the skills needed to have this idea flourish and then the next one is sunlight and i look at sunlight as more of an external it's people you're serving people uh, for that particular idea like it serves a purpose and when you have all those three elements you start to fruit these amazing inventions like this mic like this laptop like this chair that i'm sitting on it was all created 
by a person first in their mind and then external and over time it was refined over and over and over by hundreds of men before them and women before them before it became its final product and and sometimes here's what's really crazy you may have a thought or a seed and you nurture it to your best ability and the fruit the fruit that actually comes out is entirely different and that can happen too that that happens all the time but the real thing that i really want you to grasp here is there's not a whole lot of there's there's no other species that we know currently that can create at the level that we create whatever we put in our minds we can somehow cultivate it and and make it matter right make it external you can actually see it ants can build certain structures dogs can i don't they can they can build holes they can dig holes but for the most part literally whatever we think in our head we can do and it's just been historically proven with some of the sci-fi stuff that we've watched like the back to the future like we see like things that are floating you know it's just it's just we're able to to blend that gap over time which is crazy so the question that i want you to ask yourself is like what are what idea are you not nurturing and what actions can you take to ensure that idea one day actually bears fruit we all have amazing ideas and it doesn't have to be as pivotal and life-changing as a laptop or an iphone maybe that idea is getting healthier maybe that idea is improving your relationships maybe that idea is getting closer to faith how are you how are you taking actions to actually build that idea and turn it into something amazing that was epiphany number one for this young boy and guys if you don't know who this young boy this young boy is literally a representation of me and my epiphanies throughout this and um i wanted to share this story so my son can actually one be excited to listen to it but two be able to take the lessons that i'm trying to instill and who knows he might get it now he might get it 10 20 years down the road but if i if i don't if i don't nourish the idea it'll never be in its full form and that's why i create these little stories for myself so um it helps and then guys let's go so with that said let's go right into epiphany two that this young boy had and the, the epiphany the second epiphany was that that the the thought actually shapes our reality like whatever thought we we put in our mind literally is what we see in front of us and what we experience and one of the i want you to ask a question like how can i mean just to be curious like how can two people experience an entire different outcome giving the same circumstance and an example i want to give you is one of my heroes his name is um matt fraser but how can one guy break his back and never work out again and another guy break his back and starts to squat again very slowly he gets invited to do a crossfit type workout and he does it and 
years down the road, he becomes the fittest person in the world five times in, in his career. Like, why, like, ask yourself, like, why are the results so different? And, and what's the narrative that's happening in their heads that's allowing them to succeed at a high level? So ask yourself, like, if you have ever injured yourself, what's the immediate narrative that you tell yourself? A lot of times when I see, uh, I work with a lot of athletes, and the moment they injure themselves, the world is broken for them. They're like, my life is over. This is what it's like at 30 or 40 or 50. I'll never get healthier again. That's the narrative that they they say in their heads. And there are the other athletes that thrive in those scenarios because we've had athletes injure themselves. It's like this is, they'll say things that are different. And you know what? And the way I pride is like, what are you telling yourself when, like, I'm so curious, like, like now what like what's what's up and and there was a a few athletes that that broke their ankles and rolled their ankles and sometimes it was in in the gym but sometimes it wasn't and and there was this one young man that was like this is just part of the journey man i can still move my arms right so i just got to be able to do this for today and it starts out there and 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 it doesn't even and what happens over that time is they get stronger in other areas. And as that foot is healing, they're, they're strengthening their upper body. And then when they come back and their legs are a lot better, they're, they have now this massive advantage of having stronger arms and a core, and then now the legs are catching back up. And they're thriving because of the narrative that they set. Instead of telling themselves, it's over, I'm 30 plus, I'm 40 plus, this is just what it's like when I age, I'm just broken or option thought number two this is just part of the journey and I'm going to get stronger because of it like which one serves you how do you want to cultivate your thoughts and a lot of times those thoughts are 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 sometimes sadly it's 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 being it's because of the environment that you're in you know have you my family is is at least a portion of my family is very negative but there's another portion of my a very small portion of my family that is uplifting so anytime i get into a scenario where i have a circumstance that i deem to be bad i'm never bringing up that circumstance to the family that has a negative type of mindset towards it i bring it to someone that's more uplifting and and overcoming I think that's why gyms are so special. Like being in a gym environment, being in a coaching environment, being in an environment that constantly grows and changes and the challenges, you naturally get that type of narrative because they're saying it to you, one, but number two, you, you're seeing it happen all the time. You'll see people that are losing weight all the time. You'll see people that go through some serious adversities and then overcome them all the time. And naturally, you get this like, it's like secondhand smoke, but it's not secondhand smoke. It's, it's secondhand hope. It's literally, you just have more hope because you're seeing this thing happen over and over again. Like what type, what kind of environment are you in? And what kind of thoughts are being cultivated because of the environment that you're in? 
man, I could probably go a whole episode on that. Okay, epiphany number three from this young man. And the epiphany number three is he started to realize that his thoughts not only can be positively influenced, but it can also be nurtured to a point where it becomes limitless. And because it's limitless, and then nurturing those thoughts, he started to understand that it started to achieve greatness in different areas of his life. So nurturing the positive thoughts to become unlimited is really the third epiphany. And when you start to realize that you have options to one, have a positive thought, but you have a you have an option to also strengthen it, it starts to get stronger and stronger. And guys, just like if you guys are in the gym and you're rocking out bicep curls and you start out with the light weight and you and you do a, a few sets for a few weeks at that light weight, eventually it becomes easy, it gets stronger and stronger and you put in more weight, you put in more weight. The mind literally does the same thing. You feed it with positive thoughts, you feed it with overcoming thoughts and and just very, very positive thinking thoughts. Your thoughts just grow into something that's that you don't even realize existed. And and as you start to really do this on a habitual basis, you will you will start to change them. Like an example can be that the broken back thing with Matt Fraser and somebody else that would never walk, like walk again. It can start out as just like, you know what? I'm going to go walk again. That's my goal. I broke my back. I'm going to walk again. And from that thought, it can evolve to, well, you know what? If I can walk, I'm walking now. You know, I'm going to go squat again. I know I'm going to be able to squat again. The next day, you're like, I'm going to be able to do two squats. The third day, three squats. And then eventually you're you're wondering, man, I'm able to do a hundred squats now. I wonder what else is possible. And you start it, and this is this is an example of how your thoughts can grow and get stronger. Just start out with something that's a little bit above neutral, slightly positive. And just keep chasing the next thought. Keep chasing the next powerful thought and as you start to cultivate those powerful thoughts observe what's happening externally whether it's your body changing it's the relationships you're attracting it's the business you're creating it is extremely extremely interesting when you start to do this at a high level now the question i want to ask you guys is like what areas in your life are you finding momentum and how can you cultivate it to a point where you can even make it even more? How can you create even greater momentum by strengthen, strengthening those thoughts? And sometimes for me, when I, when I ask this question, it's like, well, I could read more books about this. Well, I can find more people that are in this area. Well, I can read someone that, su- that, that successfully did what I'm trying to do. Right, those are going to be some things when you start to ask those questions. How can I create even greater momentum to where I'm at? Watch your brain work. So, guys, I have a client here in a little bit, so I have to shorten this a little bit. But for the most part, hopefully, you guys got those epiphanies. Epiphany number one: it wasn't his external talents; it was his mind. 
his ability to cultivate thoughts. Epiphany number two is essentially that if you start to cultivate your thoughts in a way that you want, your reality really starts to change. And epiphany number three is your thoughts now, even the positive thoughts can get even stronger. And when it gets stronger, you can achieve your own personal definition of greatness. So guys, action plans. And action plans are really just questions. First, the first action plan is like, what idea are you not nurturing? And what actions can you take to ensure that one day it actually bears fruit? Number two, is the narrative that you speak towards yourself empowering? Or is it more of a narrative that prevents you from taking action? And question number three is, what areas in your life are you finding momentum and how can you cultivate it and strengthen it so it's more powerful and it's it's more powerful and it will take you to the next level and guys answer those questions for yourself take a moment write all those questions down like i said guys i'll have the pdf of the story of of what i tell my son a few times out of the week and um if you like that story Take a snapshot of it, tag at, at Royce LaGuerta and tell me that it was awesome. Or if it needs a lot of edits, I'm not a big editor. I just write. <laughs> if there's edits on it, um, DM me and I'll try to fix it. But for the most part, I just wanted to get it out. So guys, if you love this episode, please, please, please share this with someone, especially someone you love, someone you care about, someone you know that wants to improve themselves. And like I said, it helps us grow the movement we're trying to do, which is bettering everybody. And the way we can do that is we better ourselves. So guys, if you, uh, I already said that. <laughs> but guys, that's it. Uh, I'll post a little bit more frequently. I've been, I've been a little bit better with the posting. So I'll see you guys soon. See you guys in the next episode. And as always, be better. Thank you.